Welcome to Kingdom Testimonies. This is Lisa. Today is a cold day. It kind of stinks because around here it goes from summer to winter. Fall, you only get that in spurts here and there, if you're lucky. It was freezing rain in the middle of the night. I woke up and I could hear sleet hitting outside. It's like, what is going on? Like two weeks ago, it was in the 90s. Oh my gosh. So anyway, but that's okay. I get to start using the wood stove. That is such comfortable heat. Um, and the dog is chewing on my wood pile, but he's not eating it. So I, I'll still have enough. Okay. Uh, let's get cracking. We're on 4 Ezra, chapter 10. And, and let me make sure we are 16 chapters. Is that what I said? Yeah, 16 chapters in this one. All right, chapter 10. We're just scooting right along here. So remember, we ended up yesterday with Ezra having a vision about a woman who was weeping. Um, she could not have a child, and she was with her husband 30 years. And then she did, after she prayed, she did have a child. So that's not what she's weeping about. She said she brought him up with much care when he grew up, and I came to take a wife for him, I set a day for the marriage feast. These, of course, planned marriages. That's the way things were done. All right. But it happened that when my son entered his wedding chamber, he fell down and died. Then we all put out the lamps, and all my neighbors attempted to console me, and I remained quiet until evening of the second day. But when they had all stopped consoling me that I might be quiet, I got up in the night and fled and came to this field, as you see. And now I intend not to return to the city, but to stay here, and I will neither eat nor drink, but without ceasing, mourn and fast until I die. Then I broke off the reflections with which I was still engaged and answered her in anger and said, You most foolish of women! Do you not see our mourning and what has happened to us? For Zion, the mother of us all, is in deep grief and great affliction. It is most appropriate to mourn now because we are all mourning and to be sorrowful because we are all sorrowing. You are sorrowing, sorrowing for one son, but we, the whole world, for our mother. Now ask the earth and she will tell you that it is she who ought to mourn over so many who have come into being upon her. And from the beginning, all have been born of her, and others will come. And behold, almost all go to perdition, and a multitude of them are destined for destruction. Who then ought to mourn the more? She who lost so great a multitude, or you who are grieving for one? But if you say to me, my lamentation is not like the earth's, for I have lost the fruit of my womb, which I brought forth in pain and bore in sorrow, but it is with the earth according to the way of the earth. The multitude that is now in it goes as it came. Then I say to you, as you brought forth in sorrow, so the earth also has from the beginning given her fruit, that is, man, 
to him who made her. Now therefore, keep your sorrow to yourself and bear bravely the troubles that have come upon you. For if you acknowledge the decree, the decree of God to be just, you will receive your son back in due time and will be praised among women. Therefore, go into the city to your husband. Now, he wasn't very sympathetic to her. But anyway, she said to me, I will not do so. I will not go into the city, but I will die here. So I spoke again to her and said, Do not say that, but let yourself be persuaded because of the troubles of Zion, and be consoled because of the sorrow of Jerusalem. For you see that our sanctuary has been laid waste, our altar thrown down, our temple destroyed, our harp has been laid low, our song has been silenced, and our rejoicing has been ended. The light of our lampstand has been put out. The ark of our covenant has been plundered. Our holy things have been polluted, and the name by which we are called has been profaned. Our free men have suffered abuse. Our priests have been burned to death. Our Levites have gone into captivity. Our virgins have been defiled, and our wives have been ravished. Our righteous men have been carried off. Our little ones have been cast out. Our young men have been enslaved and our strong men made powerless. Oh, <clears throat> things got bad when they came in. And what is more than all, the seal of Zion, for she has now lost the seal of her glory and has been given over into the hands of those that hate us. Therefore, shake off your great sadness and lay aside your many sorrows so that the mighty one may be merciful to you again. <clears throat> and the Most High may give you rest, a relief from your troubles. While I was talking to her, behold, her face suddenly shone exceedingly, and her countenance flashed like lightning, so that I was too frightened to approach her, and my heart was terrified. While I was wondering what this meant, behold, she suddenly uttered a loud and fearful cry, so that the earth shook at the sound. And I looked, and behold, the woman was no longer visible to me, but there was an established city, and a place of huge foundations showed itself. Then I was afraid, and cried with a loud voice, and said, Where is the angel Uriel who came to me at first? For it was he who brought me into this overpowering bewilderment. My end has been corruption, and my prayer a reproach. As I was speaking these words, behold, the angel who had come to me at first came to me, and he looked upon me, and behold, I lay there like a corpse, and I was deprived of my understanding. Then he grasped my hand and strengthened me and set me on my feet and said to me, What is the matter with you, and why are you troubled, and why are your understanding and the thoughts of your mind troubled? Okay, brief interruption. I was trying an experiment. The uh, the dog, Buster, no, 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 who has a history of busting in and out of things. No, sit, sit down, sit down. Sorry, just a minute. Okay, I have to remember that this little guy is still a puppy. But I got very concerned because I was reading by the sliding glass doors inside and I was going to try and experiment and see if he could handle himself outside 
Well, he heard me talking, and he came around by the by the sliding glass door. Oh, he's oh, he's tearing up my okay. I just holler at him too much, and I just could envision him busting out my sliding screen. So we're outside. It's cold, but that's okay. And he's tearing apart my front carpet thing. I have more. All right. Oh, Lord, help me. Okay. So now Ezra is asking for the angel Uriel uh, because he's so distraught at seeing the woman he's talking to turn into a city. I think we can understand where this is going. So he laid there like a corpse. He was deprived of understanding. And Uriel said, why are you troubled? And why are, you, are your understanding and the thoughts of your mind troubled? I said, because you have forsaken me. I did as you directed and went out into the field. And behold, I saw and still see what I am unable to explain. He said to me, stand up like a man and I will instruct you. I said, speak, my Lord, only do not forsake me, lest I die before my time. For I have seen what I did not know, and I have heard what I do not understand. Or is my mind deceived and my soul dreaming? Now, therefore, I entreat you to give your servant an explanation of this bewildering vision. He answered me and said, listen to me, and I will inform you and tell you about the things which you fear. For the Most High has revealed many secrets to you. For he has seen your righteous conduct, that you have sorrowed continually for your people and mourned greatly over Zion. This, therefore, is the meaning of the vision. Verse 41. The woman who appeared to you a little while ago, whom you saw mourning and began to console, but you do not see, now see the form of a woman, but an established city has appeared to you. Well, there's a lot going on out here. He's destroying my carpet for my porch, and the chickens are just having a fit. So if I seem a little distracted, I'm sorry. Okay. The woman who appeared to you a little while ago, whom you saw mourning and began to console, but you do not now see the form of a woman, but an established city has appeared to you. And as for her telling you about the misfortune of her son, this is the interpretation. This woman whom you saw, whom you now behold as an established city, is Zion. And as for her telling you that she was barren for 30 years, it is because there were 3,000 years in the world before any offering was offered in it. So we see here that 30 and 3,000 are, are similar uh, similarities symbolic so like the 144,000 is 12 times 12 times a thousand you know so numbers there is numerology in the bible and it's not it's not the bad numerology where it has become almost like a religion <clears throat> it's it's symbolic numbers okay and after 3000 years solomon built the city and offered offerings. Then it was that the barren woman bore a son. Remember God told David, it is not you, but it is your son who will 
who will build the temple? And as for her telling you that she brought him up with much care, that was the period of residence in Jerusalem. And as for her saying to you, when my son entered his wedding chamber, he died, and that misfortune had overtaken her. That was the destruction which befell Jerusalem. And behold, you saw her likeness, how she mourned for her son, and you began to console her for what had happened. For now the Most High, seeing that you are sincerely grieved and profoundly distressed for her, has shown you the brilliance of her glory and the loveliness of her beauty. Therefore I told you to remain in the field where no house had been built, for I knew that the Most High would reveal these things to you. Therefore I told you to go into the field where there was no foundation of any building, for no work of man's building could endure in a place where the city of the Most High was to be revealed. He sent them to a field of flowers where no buildings were to get the full effect that this was this woman whom he seemed to not really care about her suffering where she was at. Very interesting. Therefore do not be afraid and do not let your heart be terrified, but go in and see the splendor and vastness of the building as far as it is possible for your eyes to see it. And afterward you will hear as much as your ears can hear. For you are more blessed than many, and you have been called before the Most High as but few have been. But tomorrow night you shall remain here, and the Most High will show you in those dream visions what the Most High will do to those who dwell on earth in the last days. So I slept that night and the following one as he had commanded me. Okay, chapter 11. On the second night I had a dream, and behold, there came up from the sea an eagle that had twelve feathered wings and three heads. Okay, so numbers are important. And I looked, and behold, he spread over his wings, he spread his wings over all the earth. And all the winds of heaven blew upon him, and the clouds were gathered about him. And I looked, and out of his wings there grew opposing wings, but they became little puny wings. But his heads were at rest. The middle head was larger than the other heads, but it also was at rest with them. And I looked, and behold, the eagle flew with his wings to reign over the earth and over those who dwell in it. And I saw how all things under heaven were subjected to him, and no one spoke against him, not even one creature that was on the earth. And I looked, and behold, the eagle rose upon his talons and uttered a cry to his wings, saying, Do not all watch at the same time. Let each sleep in his own place and watch in his turn. But let the heads be reserved for the last. And I looked, and behold, the voice did not come from his heads, but from the midst of his body. And I counted his opposing wings, and behold, there were eight of them. And I looked, and behold, on the right side one wing arose, and it reigned over all the earth. Okay, so he's got twelve wings. <clears throat> While it was raining, it came to its end and disappeared, so that its place was not seen. Then the next wing arose and reigned, and it continued to reign a long time. And while it was raining, its end came also, so that it disappeared like the first. And behold, a voice sounded, saying to it, 
Hear me, you who have ruled the earth all this time. I announce this to you before you disappear. After you, no one shall rule as long as you, or even half as long. Then the third wing raised itself up and held the rule like the former ones, and it also disappeared. And so it went with all the wings. They wielded power one after another, and then were never seen again. And I looked, and behold, in due course, the wings that followed also rose up on the right side in order to rule. There were some of them that ruled, yet disappeared suddenly, and others of them rose up, but did not hold the rule. After this I looked. Spit that out, that's rubber. Ugh. After this I looked, and behold, the twelve wings and the two little wings disappeared, and nothing remained on the eagle's body except the three heads that were at rest and six little wings. Those are the puny wings. And I looked, and behold, two little wings separated from the six and remained under the head that was on the right side, but four remained in their place. And I looked, and behold, these little wings planned to set themselves up and hold the rule. And I looked, and behold, one was set up, but suddenly disappeared. A second also, and this disappeared more quickly than the first. He's clearly talking about rulers through the, through time. Don't swallow it. Spit it out. Jeez. And I looked and behold, the two that remained were planning them between themselves to reign together. And while they were planning, behold, one of the heads that were at rest, the one which was in the middle, awoke, for it was greater than the other two heads. And I saw, saw how it allied the two heads with itself. And behold, the head turned with those that were with it, and it devoured the two little wings which were planning to reign. Moreover, this head gained control of the whole earth. <clears throat> I believe we're talking about the Antichrist here. Which is interesting because they say in the end times, they being, you know, scholars from, from time upon time, He's chewing up my slipper, but I hope he's not swallowing it. He appears to be spitting out the rubber. Oh, who knows? Um, but you have like China, Russia, Turkey, you know, all these, these great powers that are said to be in the end time. You know, so like one head, the little one little head could be China. The other little head could be Russia or America. I mean, we don't always have the most respectable people in power um, but the middle the middle big head appears to be the antichrist moreover this head gained control of the whole earth and with much oppression dominated its inhabitants and it had greater power over the world than all the wings that had gone before after this i looked and behold the middle head also suddenly disappeared just as the wings had done but the two heads remained which also ruled over the earth and its inhabitants okay so apparently the big middle head is not the Antichrist or the beast. And I looked and behold, the head on the right side devoured the one on the left. Then I heard a voice saying to me, look before you and consider what you see. Maybe the middle big head is the United States. Okay, sorry, that's a bad thought, but maybe. And I looked and behold, a creature like a lion was aroused out of the forest roaring. And I heard how he uttered a man's voice to the eagle and spoke, saying, Listen, and I will speak to you. The Most High says to you, 
Are you not the one that remains of the four beasts, which I had made to reign in my world, so that the end of my times might come through them? You, the fourth that has come, have conquered all the beasts that have gone before, and you have held sway over the world with much terror, and over the earth with grievous oppression. And for so long you have dwelt on the earth with deceit, and you have judged the earth, but not with truth. <clears throat> I have more ideas on, on who he's talking, to, talking about there. <clears throat> Maybe you can guess. For you have afflicted the meek and injured the peaceable, and you have hated those who tell the truth and have loved liars. You have destroyed the dwellings of those who brought forth fruit and have laid low the walls of those who did you no harm. And so your insolence has come up before the Most High and your pride to the Mighty One. And the Most High has looked upon his times, and behold, they are ended and his ages are completed." Therefore you will surely disappear, you eagle, and your terrifying wings and your most evil little wings and your malicious heads and your most evil talons and your whole worthless body, so that the whole earth, freed from your violence, may be refreshed and relieved and may hope for the judgment and mercy of him who made it. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, it's, it's cold out here. And I don't, I have to lock up the little pooper when I go into town to take care of the grandkids. So I, I don't want to put him in his kennel while I still have like an hour and a half for him to run around and be free. Okay. All right. So that is the end of chapter 11. Chapter 12. While the lion was saying these words to the eagle, I looked, and behold, the remaining head disappeared, and the two wings that had gone over to it arose and set themselves up to reign, and their reign was brief and full of tumult. So maybe we must not be talking about the Antichrist. Maybe these are like Caesar and Pharaoh and, I mean, we don't know. And I looked, and behold, they also disappeared, and the whole body of the eagle was burned and the earth was exceedingly terrified. Then I awoke in great perplexity of mind and great fear, and I said to my spirit, Oh, wait, he did say the end of my times, in verse 39 of the last chapter. Okay, <clears throat> so we are talking about end time kings. Um, Behold, you have brought this upon me because you search out the ways of the Most High. This is, he, he said this to his spirit. Behold, I am still weary in mind and very weak in my spirit, and not even a little strength is left in me, because of the great fear with which I have been terrified this night. Therefore, I will now beseech the Most High that he may strengthen me to the end. And I said, O Sovereign Lord, if I have found favor in thy sight, and if I have been accounted righteous before thee beyond many others, and if my prayer has indeed come up before thy face, Strengthen me and show me, thy servant, the interpretation and meaning of this terrifying vision, that thou mayest fully comfort my soul. For thou hast judged me worthy to be shown the end of the times and the last events of the times. And he said to me, all right, so we, it still isn't saying how the Most High is speaking to him. He's just He just says to him, 
This is the interpretation of this vision which you have seen. The eagle which you saw coming up from the earth is the fourth kingdom which appeared in a vision to your brother Daniel. Oh, we are talking very end times. But it was not explained to him as I now explain or have explained it to you. Behold, the days are coming when a kingdom shall arise on earth, and it shall be more terrifying than all the kingdoms that have been before it. And twelve kings shall reign in it, one after another. But the second that is to reign shall hold sway for a longer time than any other of the twelve. This is the interpretation of the twelve wings which you saw. So I'm not going to interject anymore who might be who, you know, of these kings, but maybe you can just kind of, you know, see it in your own mind. It's I guess it's up for all interpretation here. And as for your hearing a voice that spoke, coming not from the eagle's heads, but from the midst of his body, this is the interpretation. In the midst of the time of that kingdom, great struggle, struggles shall arise, and it shall be in danger of falling. Nevertheless, it shall not fall then, but shall regain its former power. As for your seeing eight little wings cling to his wings, this is the interpretation. Eight kings shall arise in it, whose time shall be short and their years swift. And two of them shall perish when the middle of its time draws near, and four shall be kept for the time when its end approaches, but two shall be kept until the end. <clears throat> this doesn't necessarily have to be rulers of nations. This could be rulers of denominations. As for your seeing three heads at rest, this is the interpretation. In its last days, the Most High will raise up three kings, and they shall renew many things in it, and shall rule the earth and its inhabitants more oppressively than all who were before them. Therefore they are called the heads of the eagle, for it is they who shall sum up his wickedness and perform his last actions. As for your seeing that the large head disappeared, one of the kings shall die in his bed, but in agonies. But as for the two who remained, the sword shall devour them. For the sword of one shall devour him who was with him, but he also shall fall by the sword in the last days. As for your seeing two little wings passing over to the head which was on the right side, this is the interpretation. It is these whom the Most High has kept for the eagle's end. This was the rain which was brief and full of tumult, as you have seen. As, and as for the lion whom you saw rousing up from out of the forest and roaring and speaking to the eagle and reproving him for his unrighteousness, and as for all his words that you have heard, this is the Messiah whom the Most High has kept until the end of days. Of course it is, because that um, that is the Lamb, and the lion, which is Jesus Christ. Huh, okay. Who will arise from the posterity of David and will come and speak to them. He will denounce them for their ungodliness and for their wickedness and will cast up before them their contemptuous dealings. For first he will set them living before his judgment seat, and when he has reproved them, then he will destroy them. But he will deliver in mercy the remnant of my people, those who have been saved throughout my borders. And he will make them joyful until the end comes, the day of judgment of which I spoke to you at the beginning. This is the dream that you saw, and this is its interpretation. And you alone were worthy to learn the secret of the Most High. 
Um, it's interesting because it is not just physical Israel, and I'm sure Ezra is thinking it is, but it, it's not. Okay, therefore, write all these things that you have seen in a book and put it in a hidden place, and you shall teach them to the wise among your people whose hearts you know are able to comprehend and keep these secrets. But wait here seven days more so that you may be shown whatever it pleases the Most High to show you. Then he left me. When all the people heard that the seven days were past and I had not returned to the city, they all gathered together from the least to the greatest and came to me and spoke to me, saying, How have we offended you and what harm have we done you that you have forsaken us and sit in this place? <clears throat> For of all the prophets you alone are left to us like a cluster of grapes from the vintage and like a lamp in a dark place and like a haven for a ship saved from a storm, are not the evils which have befallen us sufficient? Therefore, if you forsake us, how much better it would have been for us if we also had been consumed in the burning of Zion. For we are no better than those who died there. And they wept with a loud voice. Then I answered them and said, Take courage, O Israel, and do not be sorrowful, O house of Jacob. For the Most High has you in remembrance, and the Mighty One has not forgotten you in your struggle. As for me, I have neither forsaken you nor withdrawn from you, but I have come to this place to pray on account of the desolation of Zion and to seek mercy on account of the humiliation of our sanctuary. Now go, every one of you, to his house, and after these days I will come to you. So the people went into the city as I told them to do. But I sat in the field seven days, as the angel had commanded me, and I ate only the flowers of the field, as my food was of plants during those days. All right, end of chapter 12. <clears throat> we got through three chapters today. That's pretty good. So he, he is, uh, he's being shown visions. It's interesting because the Lord changes from just speaking to him about the end of times but then Ezra won't stop I have to check on the dog Ezra won't stop you know asking about those who perish so the Lord changes the uh, the, the communication from that to visions First it's the woman, and then it's the eagle. All right. So we have just a few chapters left. We may finish before Friday. Um, so with that, I need to check and see what the puppy's doing over by the chicken coop. And we will pick this up again tomorrow. And I apologize if I don't do one tomorrow I intend to I fully intend to but like I said there's a lot going on um, I, I'm pretty sure I will though so I'm sorry I'm I'm a little bit in straits today oh he's chewing on a on a board all right so with that I will let you all go, and thank you for tuning in.
Um, if you're interested, there is also the blog, which I do on Thursdays. So Thursdays, there won't be a podcast until things settle down again. Um, that's why I'm, I'm really going to try and do one tomorrow. But Thursdays is the blog. And uh, that, again, is professing my... My lips are almost numb. It's, I can't believe how cold out it is. Of course, I am up in the mountains. Professingchristians.wordpress.com. So if you want, you can check that out. I, what I do is just like take topics out of the Bible and try to go a little bit more in depth as the Lord leads. So with that, I pray you all have a blessed day.